Welcome to Jag Bags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer. It is me, Len Hood. And welcome to the program. <laughs> you are listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois. Listen to that crowd. They're Getting here. close to summer crowd. Wow, they're here and now they're gone. Because it's <laughs> the light out. And uh, God bless them. God bless them. We should do a podcast outside. That would be kind of fun. Uh, welcome to Jag a Bags Live, which hopefully will happen soon. Oh, my point. gosh. We need a venue for that. What? Say it again. We need a venue for any live Jag Bags. Live yeah. bags. We'll just mm -hmm. do it at the factory. Yep. So... Um, we, we get a very eclectic and intellectual crowd, uh, mm -hmm. to see Lots us. Lots of goatees and glasses mm -hmm. and women with parasols. Yes. Wine. Lots of yeah. wine. Mm -hmm. um, and the charcuterie. Lots of charcuterie. Oh, yes. We will definitely have a plate ready. Yeah. Um, we well, really, especially the diamond listeners will demand it. Oh, the diamond listeners will say, uh, what kinds of uh, summer meats will you be pro uh, procuring for your charcuterie? Ah, <laughs> summer meats. <laughs> they make anyway. me feel fine. <laughs> anyway, we've got a great recap episode for you tonight. Thanks for tuning in. We're glad you're with us. We're going to be talking a lot of pop culture. We're going to be talking sports, NBA playoffs. The conference finals are here. We're going to be talking all the second round results and surprises and predictions. MLB is uh, racing on some pictures and narratives starting to take shape. We'll go through Cubs. We'll go through Guardians and we'll go through the White Sox uh, for you. Uh We'll also talk a little WNBA season. Regular season is about to kick off. I believe it kicks off this Friday. No, it's um, oh yeah, it is Friday. Yep, the nineteenth. Yeah. Um, so a new season is upon us. Len has you covered. James Wade is doing push-ups right now as we speak, getting ready for that opening tip-off. Um, and then I recommend where Len and I will recommend uh, something in the world for you. Len is really excited about his I recommend tonight. Very excited. Um, so wait on bated breath. Maybe he'll go first. Um, Cause mine's out. I, I got a good one, but anyway. Um, so I recommend, and then Rolling Stones top 500 albums of all time. Uh, some controversial takes this week. I've got uh -oh. you covered. Uh -oh. um, and then uh, Len will, conclude the recap episode with five more of his all-time favorite uh albums <laughs> 500 uh album list of all times bless you thank you um and that's it so let's get this re uh, but before we get to all that we need to talk the conclusion of the latest facebook bracket which just ended uh, and it was very well attended, lots of uh, voting mm -hmm. and uh, terrific turnout. We always like it when uh, the polls, people come to the uh, the polls to uh, to vote. 
and uh, the Beatles Stones bracket. Len, I'm going to turn over to you for the results and commentary. Let it be one. Let it be one. Which... Let it be also one. I feel like it was, maybe it was, was it seven years ago? Did I, was it, have I been doing brackets that long? <laughs> maybe. It, it feels like only yesterday that you started doing those brackets. Um, but I think you're right that Let It Be did win the inaugural Beatles bracket. No, I know it did. And it also, and I did a matchup of winners and Let It Be won that too. Let It Be is the all-time favorite song. But it almost lost in this one. Who did it almost lose to? Uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Yeah, Bruce is sitting, our good friend Bruce Hollett, who joined us for the Beatles Stones episode. So please check that out because it's a real good one. Um, Bruce is disconsolate over the results of the bracket and is currently sitting in a dark room uh, <laughs> looking at the scene. Who was he rooting for? I, he was rooting for Gimme Shelter. And yeah, Gimme Shelter. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of surprises. Yeah. Gimme Shelter lost to Sympathy for the Devil. Mm-hmm. That surprised me because I thought I, I was looking at a final four showdown between Gimme Shelter and Let It Be. And right. I thought whoever would win that would win the championship. Yep. But Gimme Shelter didn't even get there because Sympathy for the Devil beat it. Yeah, interesting. And Sympathy for the Devil, if one more person would have voted for it, it would have would have won. There. Yeah. It might have won the whole thing too because it would have gone up against. While my guitar gently weeps, which was another surprise. Total surprise. I just think that song, its legacy grows. I There's agree. something about it. And we've talked about this a bunch of times, partly because of the famous Prince video when Prince died. Yep. But it just seems like your casual Beatles fan didn't realize or just didn't know that song. Then once they listened to it, they realized how good it was. And but for that to, I mean, it outlasted almost every Beatles song. I think and, it's, and beat every Stone song. I think it's interesting that Beatles albums and Beatles songs that kind of come and go. So a song that was incredibly popular maybe 20 years ago might not be as popular today, and vice versa. I think we saw that with. While my guitar gently weeps. Yeah, and George did great. He had two of the final four. Yeah, he really did. Here comes the sun and the guitar gently weeps. Plus, something did pretty well, too. Yeah, John was looking at the results and just being like, you got to be kidding me. That's got to be kidding me. Yeah. Paul's And Paul faxed me and said, I don't think that's right. That uh, George gets two and I only get one. See what and, you can do about it, Beeve. And <laughs> yeah, thanks, Paul. He just left. Another amazing imitation by Beeve. Thank you. His eerie, eerily perfect yes. depiction of Paul McCartney. I appreciate it. The Diamond listeners thought Beeve was possessed for a second. <laughs> and there, yeah, there was a, a, it did not go nearly how i thought yeah twist and shout lost immediately mm-hmm. and that's a popular song mm-hmm. 
and it lost to I forgot what it lost to, but I was like, how what? <laughs> it's like a thing. Twist and Shout was seated ninth. And it lost this, I think it lost to some stone song. Like the last time or something like that. Yeah, that's like, weird. What? That's very but weird. It was different people voting then. Because I did a Beatles one, like I said, I think it was seven years ago. And I know Oaken did a Stones one probably a year or two later. And I think Gimme Shelter won his. But that was pretty long ago. So you have different people. Some people who used to vote don't vote anymore because they're like, all right, enough with the brackets, Len. Are you ever going to stop? Now you're posting Beeves brackets? Lots of complaints on that. Lots of complaints about... uh... No, why now we have to now we have to like we can't even like do songs. We have to like actually think and like <laughs> what does radar do? What is that? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but we digress. That's for another part. Well, one one last thing about the bracket. Uh don't let me down. Don't let me down one really far. Very far. Yeah, that was the first round by. I think it won three times. Amazing. Yeah, it did it did great. I love that song. So I was I was happy. That it went that far, but I was surprised. You know, let me ask you a question about the bracket. I feel like just thinking about it feels like the Stones staying power is really fading. I don't think that a new generation of fans has discovered them the way that they've discovered the Beatles. Do you agree with that? Yes, yeah. I do. I do. Um, well, and you know, it happens and, uh, yeah, maybe they'll come back. I'm still waiting for day tripper to make its glorious ascension into the pantheon. <laughs> At least it won one round though. God. That's true. I think it yeah. lost in the first round in my bracket. My initial Beatles one. <laughs> Darling. It's the only, only uh, adjective I have for that. It's a good yeah. bracket. Good one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you haven't voted, there's gonna there's a new uh, Facebook bracket, and we are going to so stay tuned for another podcast episode all about that. I don't want to spoil the surprise. We'll get to it. That'll be coming in the next few days. So keep it here. Keep it locked to your Jagbags channel for exciting bracket content. Um. Okay. Anything else on the Beatles Stones bracket? No, nope, nope. uh, but like I said, it was, it was really fun and unexpected. A lot of surprises for me. So that's, that's always good. That is fun. That is fun when that happens. So again, let it be your winner. Uh, winning over um, while my guitar gently weeps. The Cinderella run falls one matchup short. Um, Let's move on. Should we talk sports or should we talk succession? Let's talk succession because then the people can fast forward if they don't want to get, if they're not caught up. Okay. If you're not caught up, we're going to do a tight 15 on this tight 15. So we're going to, I'm going to set the timer. So uh, for those of you who are listening right now, I'm going to tell you to start your or move ahead exactly 15 minutes 
starting right now. Okay, Succession. Uh, just I just finished the final episode tonight with the presidential election. Really great, great episode, I thought. What did you think? Yes, yes. A bad flashbacks, though. I, it's powerful. It's, it's, it is. It, it's a feeling that is going to last forever because they really just captured that oh shit feeling that is familiar to half the country. Yep. Um, and two episodes left. So how's it going to go? You had like this tug of war on the episode that came out yesterday because it was between Kendall, Shiv, and Roman. Roman wanted Mencken to win. Yep. And Shiv wanted Jimenez to win. Right. But she got caught in a lie. Right. So Kendall, who you could tell was struggling in this, went over to Roman's side. Right. But really, it I think he was more pissed off that it wasn't just that Shiv got caught in a lie. She got caught in like the mother of all lies. Like she's real. I mean, it's not just like a little kind of lie. She's trying to sabotage their whole, all their plans mm -hmm. and is acting as the mole for uh, the uh, crazy Swedish guy who walks around barefoot and Madison. Yeah. Matson. Mm -hmm. So it was great when he walks outside and of course sees Greg and uh, amazing. That was just some, <laughs> that was just some great acting right there. Sarah Snook, just her face. You know, yeah, she's a really good actor. You're just being caught. You're caught. You're like, oh shit. Your mind is just racing. That was mm -hmm. terrific. Jeremy Strong as Kendall, his face coming back in, just his looks were incredible. Just the betrayal and the, the you know, anger, really terrific. Um, I was trying to decide which of the three I was enjoying most because. Uh, I thought Kieran Culkin was just spitting out the lines. He was. I think he's been the best one all year. He was machine gun fire. Yeah, uh, I think he's been great. Tonight. I would, if anyone should win an Emmy this year, it should be him. He's I think all three have a pretty strong case. He's my, he's my favorite one this year, though. Mm -hmm. Why? I just, every, every episode, any, whether I like it or not, I think he's doing a really good job. You're drawn to him. The you most. almost think his turn to the dark side. I mean, he's never been the best person, but now he's going hundred percent villain. Yeah. Is partly grief because he was really upset. I think when their dad died. Right. That's what, what it feels like. This is a reaction to that. Like he, he's, he was saying stuff like, well, nothing really matters. So who cares? Right. Well, let's just do this because he, he's uh, a nihilist almost now. Yeah. And it satisfies his own ends, which is in the end, of, in the end, they want Mencken to block the sale of ATN to 
the Swede. Yeah. And, but also, I think what they're showing for next week, now he thinks like he's the, the king of the world, kind of, or the, at least the king of the United States. Because he's, although we don't know if there's going to be any sort of uh, investigation into the election because the whole thing with Wisconsin. Right. So are they going to bring that up again or is just Mencken going to be president? Because they have two episodes left. They got to get as much (laughs) as they can done. Yeah. And one of them is going to got to win. Yeah. I don't feel like Shiv is going to just lose. She's going to do something next week. Yeah. To try to get, get back to where she wants to be. She's going. She's full on going to uh, align with Crazy Matson, and uh, and and fight her two brothers. So, yeah, because she said we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna fuck those two, <laughs> fuck those two guys. Yeah. Also, her scene with Greg when uh, she pulls him into that room and says, "Do you want to fuck me?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to, sir. <laughs> Greg was like, he's the finest, the, the empty vessel, the greatest, who they just use for all their dirty work. Because <laughs> last week it was here, go on Zoom and fire everyone. <laughs> and this week it's okay. Go call the election, Greg. I I liked it when Tom was getting yelled at by the siblings, like, what's up with the touch screen? The touch screen. And he's like, yeah. here, talk to Greg. Yeah. He kept handing him the phone. And Greg kept trying to get them off the <laughs> studio floor or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> no um, one's listening to him. If you could come with me, please. You really can't. Yeah. And just <laughs> he's the he's the greatest. He's yeah. he put he accidentally put wasabi and then poured LaCroix in the news director's eyes. Yeah, and I've seen that guy. I was Googling. I was IMDBing that guy. I know I've seen him in other stuff. Oh, by the way, I have a bone to pick with the succession people because they have... Did you recognize who um, uh, Connor's campaign manager was with the mutton chops? Not this episode. Well, he's in it for like a yeah. I, second. I I know I knew this from before. It was Mark Flynn Baker. I'm like perfect strangers thing. He's the greatest. <laughs> How could he only get two lines? I love Mark Lynn. Baker. Oh, he's been in it before. He's been in other episodes. I know, but like more Mark Lynn Baker. <laughs> he's the finest. And unfortunately, my prediction didn't come true. No, it didn't. I thought there'd be some crazy some crazy stuff that happens and then all of a sudden everybody wanted to vote for Connor, which I thought would be hilarious. With but the con heads? You got to make a sad and weird concession speech. So weird. And the way his wife was looking at him, there might be trouble there. <laughs> she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and the guy who plays Mencken, Justin Kirk, I think he was on <laughs> He was on a show called Weeds, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, and he's he, the perfect guy for that part because there's something about him as an actor where you're like, I don't trust this guy. I don't, I don't think I like this guy. 
And he, he perfectly plays that part. He's also in uh, Perry Mason. Does he? Uh, yeah, he plays the L.A. Uh, district attorney, and he's terrific there, too. Yeah. Very, very good. So they're all in, like, each other's series. It's just very incestuous. I, I wonder if they sign HBO contracts because Annabeth Gish was on Succession last week because she was the studio head that right. got fired last week, and she was on Barry. I don't know if it was last year or, or two seasons ago. So... I wonder if some of these actors, each be was like, here, sign with us. We'll make sure you get work on be. the various series we have. Because it does seem to happen, yeah. I saw that Jerry uh, from Succession is now in the new uh, Waco series with Michael Shannon. Hmm. Uh, she plays the uh, original head of the Branch Davidians who is seduced by David Koresh. Hmm. And... Uh, and she wears like a huge uh, wig and uh, that's like black hair down to past her bottom. And I was like, is that Jerry from Succession? <laughs> She's like, Jesus is showing you the way. And I'm like, that is Jerry from Succession. Anyway, yeah. I remember seeing Jerry. The first thing I ever saw her in was this movie called Margaret. Mm -hmm. that she was really good. And it was her and Anna Paquin, Matt Damon, really good movie. And then I, I remember even Googling her after the movie and she was mainly like a stage actor back then. Yeah. But I think she was so good in that movie. She started getting more and more parts and eventually got on this, which is her biggest part to date. She's terrific. And is what's, what's that Waco show on? What channel is that on? Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, Kate Arrington, who is Michael Shannon's wife, was on the last couple episodes of Succession. I think she was one of the anchors. Okay, that's Michael Shannon's wife. One of them. I, I, I think she's just, her wig is so, you don't really, can't tell it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kate Arrington and Michael Shannon both have done a lot of Chicago theater. I mean, Michael Shannon even comes back and does stuff. He does. Yeah. All right. So where do you look for Greg and Shiv to go? Man, I feel <laughs> Greg is falling upward. He really... He's going to be in charge of a lot of stuff. I know. They're all falling upward. They all it's amazing. But well, yeah, but somebody's got to not get what they want. They were both trying to tell can't paint the other as crazy. But it looks like Tom, because probably ATN is going to be, um, you know, hailed for giving the presidency to Mencken. And Tom will be, uh, go down in infamy for that because he made the call. Well, it depends how they play it. Right. And also, like I said, are they going to, are people going to, I mean, it's obviously not real, but are they going to fight this result? Yeah, I guess that's the big question. Is, is that going to be something that happens in the next two episodes also? Where they're like, you can't give him Wisconsin. These votes weren't counted. Right. But, how, you know, like they have a couple hours because episodes are 
Sometimes they're a little bit longer than an hour, but you figure they got maybe two, two and a half hours to, well, if they even want to wrap everything up. I've got to, I've got to watch it on. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to watch it on Sunday night. So no one spoils it for me. Yeah. I usually watch it. Yeah. That's when I usually watch it. I watch it after basketball, usually on Sunday nights. Okay. So uh, do you think uh, we've got just a couple minutes left on our 15? Yep. Uh, Do you see Greg and Shiv getting past this and getting back together? Or do you think they're done? You mean Tom? Yeah, Tom and Shiv. Excuse me, Tom and Shiv. Uh, (laughs) I think they get back together. Do you? They're both so weird (laughs) that I think they will somehow. Right. Uh, will Shiv kill Greg? In fact, no, Greg, Greg, Greg's going to be in charge of something. Greg is going to be governor of New York or something insane. <laughs> of course, I made that. I made that same kind of prediction for Connor, so I might be wrong. But Greg has always <laughs> gotten a better job somehow, even though he gets treated the same. Yeah. he gets treated poorly. So I see, I see Greg having good things happen to him, but somebody's, somebody's going to have something bad happen to them, either Kendall or um, Karen Culkin's character. Roman. Roman, because I feel like Shiv makes a comeback. Something's something devastating still has to happen. Something bad's got to happen. I think. Right. And that might be the final because next week's the funeral. Next week, yeah. So you know that's going to be insane. All kinds of deal making going. But on. then in the last episode, you feel like something big's got to happen. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they've got to conclude the deal. Like, will the deal go through, and will the company get sold to Matson, or yeah, and- which against the brothers' wishes, or so for so for each person. So Roman. Roman's turning into a monster. Yep. And I don't know how he gets away from that because he has nothing else in his life. This is his whole life. This is it. He doesn't have any relationships with anybody besides his brother and sister. Right. Kendall, you could see the strain on his face because he's trying to be both the star of Waystar and also try to keep some humanity but he's really failing at that i don't know if that's going to change right we are at the 15 minute mark so if you're just coming tuning in uh no more spoilers we're just we're speculating on what could happen uh as at the end of the season and we're just kind of like guessing so yeah so back to kendall yeah you can see the strain on his face He's trying to be, um, he's trying to follow in his father. They all are. They're all trying to follow in their father's footsteps. Um, I agree. Something bad. There will be a, I think it'll be a death, but I think someone will die. We should start a Deadpool. Who will die Hmm. on the final episode of Succession? Yeah. Um, Well, there was some other show that just happened where, Everybody thought somebody was going to die and nobody did. No, I'm not sure that was. 
It's got to end big because if it ends with a whimper, I'll be PO'd because every episode's been better than the last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot to do, though. It's a lot to a lot to wrap up. Yeah. All right. Well, if it, we won't uh, keep you in suspense any longer, we'll move on. But uh, get caught up so you can uh, next week join in our amazing succession banter. And if you have any thoughts on the show, share them with us. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, if there's a specific s- succession topic you'd like us to bring up, uh, let us know. Um, all right, let's move on to sports. NBA, uh, the Celtics, uh, after a tight first half, just absolutely blew out Philly in the second half sending my Philly colleague, Doug Clawson into the abyss of depression and sadness. Um, they, the Celtics will move on to face the Miami heat who beat New York in the best game. I thought of the entire uh, week um, beating the Knicks in Miami. They move on. So it'll be heat Celtics. Then, and in the West Denver uh, who blew out Phoenix and got the coach fired. Um, we'll face the LA Lakers who, um, sent the golden state warriors home and may have ended the dynasty for good. Um, we'll talk all that, but it's Lakers nuggets and then heat Celtics in a repeat of the 2020 bubble conference finals, which is interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's totally shaping up. I, I said this. The last couple of weeks could be a bubble rematch, which would be crazy. You know, Tatum has yet to prove that Tatum's always Tatum and Brown are always in the thick of it, but they just can't get over the hump. They're always losing. And uh, it's an incredible surprise that the heat are here. Well, not really. I mean, they're only real surprised that they beat Milwaukee so badly. They that couldn't beat a, the Bulls. It's a surprise for them to beat anybody. It, it was a... Uh, they could not beat the, the Bulls in the regular season. They almost lost to the Bulls in the play-in. They lost one of their best players, Harrell. And they're like, oh, well, we're just going to w- win every game. But were you expecting them to beat the Knicks? I was. I was like, there's no way. You the were. I, I, I thought the Knicks were going to win because the Knicks looked pretty good against Cleveland. I think that was Cleveland just but kind Brunson, of Brunson Brunson was the one who really showed up for the Knicks and then oh, quickly God. got hurt. That that didn't help either. Yeah, that didn't help. But yeah, neither Randall or Barrett were did anything. And it's funny because so Barrett and Randall, just like Harden and Embiid, they couldn't get do anything. And well, actually <laughs> Embiid played well in the first half, at least partially, because the the end of the second quarter, they just kept throwing the ball into, into Embiid, and he just kept getting fouled. Right. But I think that kind of wore him out. You, and he was still not 100% because his knee was, or whatever his injury was. Yeah, I mean, in the you second half, was bothering he, him. he looked like he was both mentally and physically worn out. Yeah. And Harden, Harden is a guy who never gets it done. I know. I would not. I mean, I wouldn't want Harden on my team if I'm a contender. Absolutely. 
He's just – he had a terrible game. Terrible. And the big rumor is that he's going back to Houston. I'm like, why would you ever want to go back to Houston? I don't know. And he's – why would you want him? He moves around. He somehow gets on these good teams, and but he never gets there. I mean, he was in the finals maybe once, and that was – when Oklahoma city was really young, I think it was him and Durant and Westbrook. Right. Right. And these other teams that they thought were going to do well with him. It's never happened. Right. So, yeah, I mean, plus you were up three, two. I know just, just crushing. crushing. And, and, and uh, another thing. So Monty Williams got fired. Right. What about Doc Rivers? He's going to get fired. I predict he will be fired. There was some headline in ESPN. Rivers says he'll he'll return to the 76ers. I don't know if that's going to be a choice for you. Right. You're up 3-2, and you, you lose at home, and then you get blown out in game seven. Yeah, I mean, losing at home is the more unforgivable sin, I feel like. When you got to game seven, you felt like they – I at, the first half, I was like, this is going to be an awesome game. This is going to be yeah. a great game. First half was great. Wires. Mm-hmm. And then the six, like Doc Rivers went and said, okay, that's it. We don't need to play anymore. <laughs> Get out there now and start sucking. And they did. Yeah, it was, it was just strange. It just, it was over. It was over in like five minutes. So, so weird. Yeah. Tatum was unbelievable. Incredible. 51 they just pick and rolled him. Yep. And he would shoot. He just, he just get open enough to shoot it over Embiid. Yep. Get a couple threes in Embiid's face. Yep. And then they didn't start double teaming Tatum until it was too late. Right. And then when they did that, they just found guys wide open. Exactly. And Brown's a great player too. He had a good game. The Celtics made it look easy. When they double you, someone is open. And yeah. Tatum made the correct play. He didn't try to play hero ball. Yeah. And when I'm, Watching games, that's almost always in my head. Trust your teammates. Trust your teammates. Right. Sure, you throw it into Embiid. He's got the except advantage. Except It's trust your teammates except Beave. That's your <laughs> mantra. Beave is wide open. He will not get the ball. Sorry. Beave's open. I'll just shoot this lefty hook from the top of the key. Exactly. It's a, it's a higher percentage shot. But it's true, though. It, that's, People that's wonder why I retired. It's like every guy on your team... Is an NBA player, right? You need, you need to trust them. If you're not, if you're getting double team, pass the ball. Correct. If your shot isn't falling, pass the ball. Yes. You know, and then if your teammates aren't making them either, well, you, at least you're you were doing the right thing. Sometimes and when you pass the ball, there's these these games. It's like when you only have two guys shooting the ball every time, and they're not hitting. I'm always like, I'm just like screaming on the sideline, try somebody else. Right. And I always think about in 92, when the Bulls were playing Portland in the finals, I think it was like game, I don't know if it was game five or game six, and the Bulls were playing terribly. And Phil Jackson just cleared the bench. Bench got him right back in the game. Bobby Hansen. And then they ended up winning it. It was like everybody, I think maybe Pippen was left in the court. It was like Four subs. It's like you have 12 guys on your roster. Use them all. 
Why are they on your team if you won't ever play them? It's a playoffs. You're playing poorly. Throw somebody else in there. They People never do that enough. It's like if your stars get mad about it, too bad. You know, they get paid tons of money. If they're not performing, throw in your eighth or ninth guy or tenth guy even who never plays, and, and maybe they'll be energize your team. That was, that was uh that'll go down uh, that was game six that was the Bobby Hansen game mm-hmm. yeah because Hansen made like eight billion threes <laughs> and uh, like got him right back into the Livingston, game. I think and yeah yeah it, it, it's just take a chance I don't know why you don't do that all right and be and harden her off take him out don't play him the whole game what it's gonna change. Yeah, I think Rest Rivers for a while and see if you can get some something from somebody else. Game seven, I think Rivers freezes up though and kind of just you know it says yeah, you, know, you know, just kind of doesn't think like that. Um, yeah, I, I would never I mean you can't just stick with guys who aren't playing well. Because if well, you somebody, lose, you're done. You're somebody's done. man, somebody's gotta take the fall for this, and I think it will be Doc. Well, if they could get rid of Harden and basically imply that it was him, that might happen too. Yeah, I, I think Embiid Harden... was the MVP this year, so he's not going to get any blame. No, although he's getting a ton of it uh, because of the MVP. I mean, he had 15 points, eight rebounds in the biggest game of his life. Ooh. Yeah, and Al Horford blocked a couple of the shots. And Al Horford's 46, I think. Right. Embiid has still yet to make it out of the second round. Yeah. Um, but there's still time. Um, Akeem Olajuwon had five, six consecutive first round exits, six. Mm-hmm. And then he broke through and now he's considered one of the all time greats. Yeah. So, so still could happen. I would do get rid of Harden. Maxie's a good player. So you get Maxi and Embiid and just, I mean, Tobias Harris is good too, but you have, you have Harden too, too much of a ball dominant guy. Yeah. Get rid of him and then, you know, get another scorer or a really good defender because Harden was not the answer. That's for sure. That is for sure. So what about, okay. So the conference finals. What what's your predictions? I think it's going to be Heat Nuggets. You think the Heat are going to beat the Celtics? I say the Heat are going to beat the Celtics. Why do you say that? Because I think that the Heat are more battle tested. I mean, so are the Celtics. It's going to be a great series, but I think unless Butler gets hurt, and Butler's already maybe not a hundred percent. Um but I think that Butler has more of that drive and um, just kind of playoff want to in him than Tatum and Brown. Mm. I think, I think Tatum and Brown will, especially if they get down early, they're going to be like, Oh, here we go again. We're, we're gonna, I'm, I've we're, been impressed with Brown. I think Brown's blow it. always good. Yeah. Tatum's had, Tatum had a lot of slow starts and, but he played great the whole game yesterday. He did. But I, I'm a I'm a Jalen Brown fan. 
So you're picking the Celtics. But the Heat, though, I don't. I just don't think the Heat have enough. I mean, they'll they'll play great defense, that's for sure. And then it'll just be Butler, and then whoever they add add a bio, you know. I think Adebayo isn't doesn't shrink from the spotlight the way that Embiid does, or you know, shrink from the physical play. You know, mm-hmm. Adebayo will go straight at Horford and Williams, Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if Brown and Tatum and Brogdon, if all three of them get going, the Heat can't compete with those guys. Especially like what you said, Butler's banged up. I guess it depends on whether you think that the Heat don't have a third guy. No, I guess it. First of all, wait a minute. They have Gabe Vincent, and they also have Duncan Robinson. No, Duncan none of those Robinson guys. didn't even play this year. The only reason he's playing is because Hero got hurt. Struess isn't bad. No, but he's not like a third guy. Right. Bruce is decent, but Tatum and Brown are all stars. And Bragdon is capable of scoring 20 plus a game. I guess it depends on whether you think Randall and Barrett fell apart because they just didn't have what it took, or if the Heat. Well, you thought Randall might, you thought Randall might still be hurt. Yeah. And maybe Barrett, it was the pressure because he's pretty young, right? Isn't this Barrett one like is pretty young, Barrett's yeah. third season, maybe? I don't know for third sure. Third or fourth, yeah. He's pretty young. He might his have first, crumbled. It probably was his first playoff series too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so it might have been that. But the Celtics have played in a lot of series in the past two or three years, so I don't think the that's going to the Celtics. them. Yeah. If you think about it, the Celtics have been so close to a championship starting in 2018. So 18, 19, 20, 21, 20, five straight years where they've been really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they I think they get to the finals this year. I don't know if they win though. Right. What about the West? Please be the Nuggets. <laughs> I know. I know. Please. <laughs> but the Lakers have weird stuff happening. Like, who is the guy who I've never heard of who scored 15 points in the fourth quarter? Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Lonnie Walker. Yep. When stuff like that happens, that's when I go, uh oh. Well, he had started. But, I, I mean, think the he... Nuggets, though, the Nuggets are playing great. Mm hmm. Murray's playing like the bubble, like he did in the bubble. He was Jokic terrific. has been incredible. Mm-hmm. And, Porter. They, and they got Porters and Gordoner, guys who can not only, I mean, Porter can score pretty well. Gordon is, some games he's he can get, get you a good amount of points, but they're both great athletes, which I don't think the Lakers have guys like those two. Right. So those two might be the ones that really impact the series if they can play up to their potential. Yeah. Because, again, the Lakers, okay, so they got LeBron and Anthony Davis. Right. And Reeves has played pretty well. But I don't think Reeves scares anybody. Right. 
Although he was terrific in the, uh, in the final, uh, in the, in the clinching game. Yeah. Well, that was a blowout though. And uh, Anthony Davis, who knows? He might get hurt. He always gets hurt. Yeah. Although Davis was the key to golden state winning, I thought, because his defense was so awesome. And that, and the Lakers win by, uh, Basically, they force you to foul them, and they, I mean, they've just, they shoot more free throws than anyone. So they're just really good at getting to the line. But the flip side of that is, I don't think, Jokic scores against everybody. He he doesn't seem to get bothered by anyone. No. And Davis will be covering him. So I don't think Davis will have the impact he did against, that he did against Golden State. And I don't know if, I don't think the Lakers have anyone to cover Murray either. Yeah, they'll be throwing. I'm know, saying this with fear, though, because I don't, I, really, I don't want the Lakers to, to make it. Yeah. So these are, this is more a hopeful prediction is that the Denver will win. What do you think? I think Denver will win. I think Jokic will now have a, a chip on his shoulder, and I think he'll be motivated to show that he deserved that MVP and that he is a, you know, a great player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you watch him and you don't think this guy's a great athlete or anything. It's unbelievable. He does everything right. And his his stats are just amazing. They're video game stats. It's incredible. Yeah, and you're like, who's this lumbering guy? Right. And right. He, he gets to where he wants to be. Who's this lumbering guy he with makes... 44 points, 13 know, boards, makes... and 12 assists? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's he, he's not flashy at all. He's just this guy who just knows what to do every time. Carves you up. Yeah, consistently the right decisions. Yeah. So, but, yeah, should yeah. be a good one. But I'm sticking with Denver, Miami. That's my. Yeah, that's I'm, my hoping, finals I'm hoping Denver Celtics. I've watched the Celtics a little bit more this playoffs, and uh, I'm rooting for them. Well, it should be a good one. Um, it should be a good pair of uh conference finals, and they start, I think, tomorrow night, right? Yeah, Lakers, Golden State tomorrow, so that's good. And it's like prime time, too, so I will be watching it, as will I. Yeah, uh, should we go to MLB? Yeah, all right, let's start with the Cubs. What, uh, so the Cubs. It's kind of the same problems with them. Their bullpen is not what it should be. Mm-hmm. And again, with the hitting, they're getting hits, but they don't get them when they really need them. So those are the two things they're going to have to fix if they want to contend in a division that doesn't seem that strong. Right. But I, I was happy to see tonight. They're tied up. Scored four quick runs with the Cubs tied up. Yeah, it's four to four in the top of the sixth in Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple things. So I have a question for you. The Morel hit a uh, look like he hit a three-run homer. Yeah, he's hit three in the past few days. Three homers that have gone over four hundred feet. Is Morel the answer at the leadoff spot right now? They're, I think they're searching for that spark with 
No, I, I think you put Nico back there when he comes but, back. But I mean, who does it until he comes back? Yeah, yeah. Morel's that's fine. You can have Morel. Morel's hot, so yeah, put him lead have him lead off. Okay. But I like I like Nico Nico leading off. Uh secondly, do you feel like Mervis might do well being sent back down just to get a little more seasoning? How do you think he's looked? He's struck out a ton. I've only Which, I watched I watched him yesterday. Yeah, two hits yesterday, I think. Yeah. I mean he looked all right, but I don't I don't think it'd be a big deal to send him back down. He got a taste. And now with yeah, Morella, I mean, if he was if he was cranking homers, then okay, you leave him up. But mm-hmm. you know, he's do he looks okay, but we don't need to rush him. I agree. Especially, Especially with if, Man Mancini's doing pretty well now. And if Morel is really hitting great. Yeah, you don't want to send Morel back down. No. Let's keep Morel up. Agreed. Uh, yeah, Mer- but it's uh, what you exactly what you just said. It's good that Mervis got some experience, but he'd be the first one I would send back now. Me too. I mean, nobody in the lineup is. Everyone in the lineup is doing pretty well. They just mm-hmm. all need to get hits with guys on base. Uh. Were you worried about Wisniewski getting kind of pounded, or is well they sent him down? Oh, I missed that. Yeah, they sent him down today, which I was surprised by. That's surprising. Yeah, because he he'd pitched pretty well up until yeah, he just had that one bad outing. Yeah, well, no, he had a couple at the beginning of the year, and then just at the beginning, yeah, and he started pitching well, and he got his ERA under four, right. But then yesterday he got bombed again, and then he yeah, sent him down, which I thought was a bit of an over- I'm not sure about that. Sounds that. like a bit of an overreaction. I don't. Yeah, know. I, I didn't. I didn't agree with that. Okay. Are you worried about Jameson Tylon? Well, at least tonight he settled down. He gave up four quick ones, and then he he held the Astros down. Right. I mean, they took him out, but he he pitched. He got to almost five innings. And he just came back from being hurt. So right. I don't really know. I don't really know what to say about him. Mm-hmm. But if if he he keeps struggling, and he's signed for a few years. So, yeah. They're not going to they're not going to get rid of him quickly, that's for sure. They got too much money yeah. invested yeah. in him. Agreed. So what about what's going on with the Guardians? Well, the Guardians, uh, they had the Angels in town, and the Guardians had really been scuffling. They uh, Friday night, they uh, take a 3-2 to two lead into the ninth, and Klaze blows the save. And... Um, it's his fourth blown save, and people are like, oh, my God. Yeah, especially when he's so great last year. So Saturday comes. Uh, the Guardians played horribly. Uh, kicking the ball all over the field. Um, they uh, Rosario drops a pop fly, and the next guy comes up and hits a home run. I was oh, like, boy. oh, my God. So six to two, 
going into the bottom of the eighth, the Guardians score six runs in the eighth and come back to win. And and then uh, yesterday, Naylor hits another home run in the eighth, a three-run shot, and the Guardians win again. So it's crazy how, like, you can just go from, like, the depths of baseball. So funny. You can just go from the depths of despair, and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, maybe they figured a few things out. They really needed that comeback win because mm-hmm. bottom line is they're not hitting. They're, just, they're not hitting. What's their record right now? Uh, same as the Cubs, 19 and 21. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and like and, the Cubs, you're not, you're not in a good division either. So. Exactly. That's the only saving grace is that, um, you know, they're, they're not totally out of it. Yep. If you look at the AL East, oh my God. Like if, if you're like a fan of the Red Sox, the Yankees, you gotta be like, you gotta be kidding me. We're way better than anyone in the, AL Central, and we're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, every team's above 500, right? Yeah. Last time I looked, at least. Every last team. Insane. So we're going to hear that. And I, I mean, I can't disagree because of the shoe around the other foot. And, yeah. you, know, you had to watch some cruddy ALE's team get, get in while, you know, three a, or two or three AL Central teams get shut out yeah i'd be screaming too so but it's the yankees so so ha 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 mm-hmm. ha 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 <laughs> exactly ha ha yankees oh <laughs> oh isn't some, something not going your royal way <laughs> well, ha 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 that's what i say to you ha ha take it up with your congressman until then ha ha Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I, I told Bruce that uh, the um, I told Bruce that the um, uh, Guardians are coming into town. They're going to be on the south side starting uh, tomorrow night playing the Sox. And so I have prepared my pictures of brooms. Um in anticipation of what will surely be a guardians sweep. That starts tomorrow. That starts tomorrow. Is it here or Cleveland? Here. It's here. I might go down, though it's going to be freezing. Be gentle to the Sox fans. It's been rough. I will. I, I, I really don't say anything. I really don't. I save my trolling for the internet. Then <laughs> I'm too old to uh, troll Sox fans. The only bright spot for the Sox has been Robert. Mm-hmm. He's gotten hot for them. Yeah. But they're mm-hmm. they're just Oof. complete mess. Oof. It's, it's, rough. it's hard. It's hard to read about. They lost three or four to the Royals. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That is yeah, it, it, it's nothing going right for them. They yeah. keep trying to have Lopez be their closer. His eerie is like seven. I don't understand that. Like guess what? He's not your closer. <laughs> Find someone else. Just try someone else. And it's it's just anyway. funny how some of these guys, they're super talented and they can't get anybody out. These are great arms and they just get shelled all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, 
Bruce says that White Sox Twitter is now in the acceptance phase of reactions <laughs> to just well, it's the middle of May. They would really, they just have to get insanely hot to have a chance. Like the Guardians, the Sox benefit from playing in a horrific division. Um, even though they're 14 games under 500 with a 333 winning percentage, they're nine and a half back, which, I mean, bigger deficits have been, they have been made up. So yeah, if they, if they can be, you know, even like six, five or six back by the all-star break, that that's not totally impossible. Yeah. They need something to go right for them. They do. Um, so if I go this week, which I probably won't, uh, because our esteemed, um, friend of the podcast and, um, frequent guest, Jesse Byers graduating high school. Uh, oh yeah. This week, this week. So there'll be a lot of uh, family and people coming. And so probably won't get to the ballpark this time around. Yeah. So, Mashwaters is getting ready for it. Uh, there'll be a big gala at Mashwaters uh, where uh, many buyers in Rochfords will descend for top shelf mashed potatoes and water. Um, and silence. And silence. And celebrities. In the prestigious know. silent room. We got the, we got the gold silent room. Yeah. Oh, you did? That's great. Yep. Well, it's a big event. Big event. We, we had to, uh, we had to kick out the James Wade, uh, season kick uh tip off party so hopefully he he'll understand <laughs> that's a good segue though it is a good segue let's talk WNBA. is he on the ladder tonight or is he oh no no oh. no no he's in the gym he told me, he left a sign for me saying back saturday <laughs> <laughs> well it does that make sense they have games friday and sunday so i guess he could pop in on saturday he'll pop back on the ladder saturday just to be watching so, so. next week we will have Games talked out for this guy. I'm excited for it to start. Okay. I think their first, I had it pulled up. Their first game's against Minnesota. And their legendary player, Sylvia Fowles, retired. And they weren't that good last year, anyways. So that could be a good, that's a good team to be playing opening night. So I like to see, I like to think the sky will win that one. Next, the game after that will be interesting because it's the Mercury on Sunday. And the Mercury, Brittany Griner's back. Oh, so that could be... I don't uh, think she'll be super sharp, but she's she's playing and she's when she's on her game, she's one of the best players in the league. And Diana Tarasi, who's like 40, I think you know, she's 40 or 41. Incredible. She's supposedly healthy. But we'll see how she is. I mean, you got to, I mean, you're 40 years old. You've been playing mm -hmm. basketball for a long, long time. That's impressive. It is very impressive. Even though she's considered the best player in WNBA history. 40 years old is 40 years old. 40 years, yeah. So that's that's when I think this guy could win also. Their early schedule is not too tough. Right. I think their first... Mark the calendar, June 2nd. Guess who they play on June 2nd? Uh, oh, is that a... Uh, <laughs> will that be Len's emotional reunion with uh, his 
forsaken uh, <laughs> superstar who force who. Yep, they play them two games in a row. They play them June second at home, and and it's New York Liberty. Everybody, if you yes, don't understand, yes, Courtney Vandersloot and the New York Liberty. And then June 4th, they go to New York and play them. So two in a row. That's crazy. Wow. I don't think they play. They don't play the Aces till June 11th. That'll be Candace Parker and their super team. So I feel like the Sky, and I, I think the Sky are getting underestimated. I think they, the way the schedule is lining up, they could get off to a really good start. If you put any kind of credence into preseason games, they... Apparently this uh the sky looked great playing Minnesota in a preseason game. Copper had 18 points and nine boards. So you know, I mean, yeah, Copper's Copper's a really good player. She's super quick. Mm -hmm. And I think like I think I talked about this last week. She's gonna be super motivated. Everybody's picking the sky to come in like eighth or ninth. I mean, I right. think the top eight teams make the playoffs. Right. I think the sky will be closer to fifth or sixth. But the main reason I want to talk about them this week, even though the season hasn't started, and I, I did the preview last week. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and listen to our recap episode from last week. But so they played in Canada. And the tickets sold out in 20 minutes. Yeah, pretty incredible. And there is this whole article in the paper about the commissioner's like, oh, maybe in a couple of years we'll get a couple teams. Why do you why don't you have a team in Canada? Take your get a team in Toronto now. Right. Obviously, they're gonna support come it. to the games. So I, I thought that was a little ridiculous. And I feel like maybe it's partly because I'm a fan now. I've only been a fan for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Maybe th this will be like my third year I'm uh, paying attention. Yep. But I feel like there's more people know more about the WNB now. You see him on commercials like Sue Bird. I mean, she's retired, but she's on all these commercials. People know who these people are. Uh, the horrible Brittany Griner thing, as bad as it was, people know who Brittany Griner is. Right. So. There's more attention on the league. You should really try to expand now. This is the time to do it. Do it. Do it when you're. Everything seems to be going right. And people are are. I feel like this is the year that everybody's out again. Like it slowly got built up, but this is the year. Right, so, so you might see a big surge of interest as a result. Yeah, get of, your get your uh, get your get tickets your now. Going. I mean, get yeah, get get a couple more teams. Right. I think I there think, should be. I a think Cleveland. everybody's just kind of shaking their head at their at the uh, commissioner. Like, why are you not accelerating yeah. this expansion process? I agree. Let's get a franchise. Well, be, I mean, if if. The season gets off to a great start. They have two super teams. Just that alone is going to get people's attention. Right. So if the season starts off and 
the tenants numbers are great everywhere. She's going to have a lot of heat on her. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if you're like, all right, we don't want you to be the commissioner anymore. Could Len be. will be the commissioner. Len foot. And then first, first order of business franchise in Cleveland. No, first order of business. Make a rule that uh, Courtney Vandersloot returns to Chicago. Oh, drunk. And we renamed the team the Chicago Vandersloots. Drunk with <laughs> delusional power. <laughs> Making a mockery. Of the but still, I mean, you sell out a game in 20 minutes. Come on. Toronto is a great sports town. No doubt about it. Right. I don't know. I was, fl- I was flipping on uh, while I was waiting um, for some of the game, like halftime, rather than listening to, you know, Stephen A. Smith yelling, I flipped over to uh, the hockey and uh, the Maple Leafs are playing in Toronto. That crowd is bonkers. That <laughs> was, that was awesome. Anyway, so it's a great sports town and a, obviously, like you said, any kind of franchise, including a WNBA team, I think would do extremely well. I agree with you. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to your I recommend. Oh, you're going to leave me in suspense a little bit longer. Yep. All right, well, I recommend is it's kind of a conditional I recommend. And uh, so it's got some caveats, but I do recommend it. Uh, The movie in question is Guardians of the Galaxy volume three. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, and the caveat is this. I'm not sure if, if you've never come to the, you know, if you, if you didn't watch either, um, you know, one or two and are coming into this, you know, kind of new to the whole franchise. I'm not sure if you're going to like it. Um, If you, enjoyed the first one like I did or really enjoyed. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Guardians of the Galaxy was the best, one of the best Marvel movies, if not the best. Um, Just terrific. The second one I thought was a major disappointment. This third one, I went in with very low expectations. I just didn't think it was going to be very good at all. And I came out very pleasantly surprised I at how much I enjoyed it. Um, it's all the, the whole cast is back, um, with a few additions. Um, Will Poulter is very funny. Uh, he's in it. And the, uh, villain in this one is terrific. And I'm going to butcher his last name. (laughs) No idea how to pronounce it, but (laughs) the villain in this is terrific. Just really, really good. And that is good. That goes a long way. The High Evolutionary is the name of the villain. Yeah, the High Evolutionary. He's he's amazing. And it's a good, it's a pretty good plot. There's lots of good laughs. Um, and uh the you know, a lot of people were kind of upset at kind of Rocket's backstory being such a major part of this. I didn't mind it, uh, because you you know if you're going to introduce a new villain you've got to kind of have a a history right. with some of the guardians so all right otherwise there's no stakes and so 
you know, if you got a problem with Rocket, and 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 his story is, I think all of them have a story that's kind of interesting, but really the ones that haven't really been gone into are Drax the Destroyer, and or or Rocket. So I didn't have a problem with Rocket's backstory. Um, sometimes it got a little too cutesy. I think the problem with the Guardians movies is that I think they rely too much on the schmaltz. Um, that they yeah, the it gets a little syrupy. The rocket stuff was a little. Did you see it? L- yeah. Okay. Little lugubrious. It was lugubrious. Seriously, because I was like, okay, yes, this is sad, but I mean, it's. I get it. It's sad. It's talking animals. I know. I right. Exactly. So yeah, I thought they went a little too far with it. Yeah. But like you said, I did get the, you need to have a backstory. This is what propels the whole movie. Right. And who else were they going to, it was either, it's either Rocket or Drax. Because we know uh, Nebula and um, and, uh, Gamora's story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we know Peter Quill's backstory. So who else is there? Who's the... One with the antennae. What's her name? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget her name. But she's, she's really... I, I really like her. She's funny. She was really good in the Kevin Bacon Christmas episode. She was. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's what... Oh, go ahead. You have, I, I was going to say what I thought of the movie. Uh, I, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised because I walked in there like really just going as a favor to Jesse because we always see Marvel movies together. And when the movie started, I was like, this is going to be awful. This is going to be so bad. And yeah, I, I did fall asleep once during, uh, <laughs> during uh, one of the caged animal scenes. So my heart is black. And um, <laughs> see, don't you like my honesty? I owe Denzel you- Washington just exhaled. Yeah. And so did Francis McDormand. I owe the Jag Bags listeners my honesty. I only fell asleep for just like five minutes during that one you know, we are in a cage and we are friends. Um, yeah. What did, did Jesse like it? Loved it. She loved it. Sobbed at the ending. Sobbed. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she is, uh, she was all about guardians. Oh, you know what? You know how we were just talking about succession. That's what us guardians. Somebody was supposed to die, but nobody did. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I thought spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Although people came close and I was like, Oh, here we go. But no. Um, uh, did you like it? Well, let me just say, I went with Henry Mm -hmm. and I thought he'd seen at least one of them. The first one came out nine years ago. I was like, Holy cow. I didn't realize right. it was that long ago. Right. So he was only four. <laughs> it's yeah. like it came out and wow. I think because me and him go so often now, I just assumed he'd seen everything. Mm-hmm. And then the other one came out six years ago. So he was only seven. But he, but I think he catches up on like YouTube and things like that. But he loved it. My, he, he loved uh, the new one. Yeah. 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 He's got to watch the first two still. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. But without knowing anything. Well, he, I shouldn't say he didn't know anything. I'm sure he knew stuff because he, he, 
watches all the clips and everything. And I, I think he probably was caught up on most of what happened before. Still, though, the, you know, the pacing movie. of a movie and the cadence and the jokes and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, but we talked about the one thing. I thought the animal stuff was a little bit too much. Too long. Two and a half hours. That's too long. And there was, the fight scenes weren't the best, I didn't think. What did but you it think? It was funny. It was I laughed funny. a lot more than I thought I would. And, what was the other thing? Oh, I love Counter Earth. Yeah. I love the idea of that. I remember when it was in the comics when I was a kid. And I was always fascinated by that concept. Because mm-hmm. I knew a little bit about the high evolutionary. And I remember Counter Earth. I don't know if it was Fantastic Four. It might have been in the Fantastic Four. Mm. And just that idea of, okay, we're going to make a better Earth. Right. Except everybody's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> look like monsters basically. But everything else wild. looks the same. It's like Henry, right. Henry said, this looks like Woodridge, this counter earth. <laughs> it, it did. It does. Yeah. And, and that's, like I said, that's a fascinating concept to me. It was. So I, I think I liked it just with reservations because I was considering it as I recommend, but I was like, yeah. I think i quite liked it enough right but I, i'm not gonna say i didn't like it i let's Boy, just and i got one more thing just because you brought it up right so in the paper today guardians is doing really well at the box office and because i, I read i think it only went down like 50 percent, which is crazy good wow like the next week so that means people really liked it. Yeah. Because if there was bad word of mouth, right, people would not be seeing it. And also people wouldn't go see it again because Marvel movies, if people like them, they keep they'll go back. Right. People with disposable incomes. Right. Because it's like a, something so to do on the weekends. It's gonna make a ton of money. And I guess Dave Bautista and Zoe Saldana don't want to do Guardians anymore. Mm. But when a movie makes this much money, I'm sure they're gonna try to crank out another one in a couple of years. They're gonna like they're gonna have to offer them the you know the world. Yeah, but <laughs> that might work. Oh, but and one more thing. You I read all about all this stuff today. So the box office, this article, they're like well, they're wondering, uh, are Guardians and Super Mario making so much money because they're franchises, or is it because of Chris Pratt? It's not because of Chris Pratt. It's not because of Chris Pratt. It's not because of Chris Pratt. No. It's because these are established characters. Guardians has been around for 10 years now. Chris Pratt is very likable. And I, he's not as likable as he used to be, though. He, I don't dislike him. I, I he was, and I thought he did a good job in this because, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, I was like, Ugh, Chris Pratt. Ugh. I was all yeah. down on him, and by the end, he had won me over, not in a huge way, but I was like, oh, he was good. He did a good job. Me, he's my favorite of his is always going to be Parks and Recreation because he was great in that show. He was great. 
and now he's like an action hero and he's lost some of his personality i think oh he was you're right he's more self-conscious about that i thought he was masterful in the first guardians of galaxy uh, to me that's his high point is that first guardians movie yeah, but to think he's the one, people aren't going to see Chris Pratt. People are not going to see Chris Pratt. He just happened to get this great Guardians franchise. And since Guardians did so well, they gave him Jurassic Park. Yep. But I don't think it's, I don't Lego. know anybody who's like, hey, if you, are you going to go see the new Chris Pratt movie? He's, he the Lego movie. And uh, now Super Mario Brothers. I mean, oh, yeah. So he's, I mean, he's just, he's, he's set. Uh-huh. He can do whatever he wants, which is like, okay, do something else. <laughs> I know. You have all the money now. Well, he tried to do Make a movie a where you actually have to challenge yourself. He did that Amazon where he's trying to be the super hard guy, like um like uh Krasnicki in Jack Ryan. He did that Amazon mm-hmm. uh series, which was incredibly forgettable. I think it went nowhere. Yeah. I think. I think do, his, do a comedy. You were great exactly. on Parks and Recreation. Do his strong comedy. suit is comedy. That's what he should be doing. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. All right, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. If you're a Marvel fan and a Guardians fan, it's it's uh, and it's one of the better Marvel movies I've seen in a while. Which the bar has gotten pretty low, so this cleared it for sure. My opinion. I don't. I don't think the bar has gotten low. Well, it has, Len. I've seen it. I've seen the bar, and it's low, okay? With my own two eyes. Oh, well. (laughs) Seen the bar. Seen it. All right. All right. (laughs) Take my word for it. The Diamond listeners agree with me, except Morg. He's always on your side. He's always on your side, and it's not fair. He's, He's loyal. Uh, Unlike you, Beav, I do extensive background checks, five or seven interviews with people before I hire them. I don't just see a surfer-looking guy walking down the street and go, hey, do you want to go get me coffee? I, what are you suggesting? I, I did that with Alex? I mean, even though I did. Um, you, you have a history. That's all I'll say. Well, I just smell collusion. So <laughs> All right, let's get to your I recommend. No, no truth to the rumor that Beeve is going to play Roman's friend on the next episode of Succession. <laughs> Starring Beeve as Roman's friend. <laughs> Roman's friend, Claudius. Claudius. And what do you think, Claudius? Well, I smell collusion, Rome. <laughs> there you go. We, sorry, we're spoiling it for you, but we really are. We really are. Beave was not really on darkness retreats. He was, was filming for succession. Yep. Yep. Cast is amazing. The cocaine parties were off the <laughs> chain. <laughs> Come on, Greg. <laughs> All right. My, I recommend Beave. So I was looking back in the past week thinking, okay, what, what did I really like this week? And you know what I'm recommending, Beef? Tell me. Friendship. That is That's what my, you're recommending? That is what I am recommending. You're recommending friendship. I am recommending friendship. 
Like just because, to, as a as a concept. Because I was talking about it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. I feel like almost everybody's back out again. Yep. And just uh, personally, I'm doing four different theater things this year. Wow. Yeah. So it's given me a reason to talk to everybody. To be out in it. And for people to reach out to me because they are hearing about these things. Right. And I've heard from a lot of people that I haven't talked to in the past. Yeah, it's fun. Or if I have, it's only been a little bit. Yeah. And Factory Theater had a we launch had, party. We had a great time. Thursday, very a, fun. We had a great time at that. Again, just being out with people. So I recommend friendship beef. I love it. Stay in touch with your friends. They lift your spirits. They make you laugh. Oh, Len, you know, you're just coming in with like this, like heartwarming message. (laughs) That's like really, you know, tugging at the heartstrings and people are like, Oh, this might be the plot for guardians of the galaxy Four. like, Oh, isn't that a great beef? What a jag. Who talks about guardians of the galaxy three. Guardians of the Galaxy 4, Friendship. I love it. by Len Foot. I love it. Once Lane Call call rakes in the... uh, (laughs) Gets the first movie deal when James Gunn... Hollywood will want me to three write Guardians. Me and Oaken will write Guardians 4. James Gunn is going to option the rights to Lane Call, the movie. (laughs) Uh, We had a great time at that benefit. Really fun. Mm -hmm. I stayed later than you. Yeah. Um, but not by much. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat with Oaken and we um and we basically came up with uh more scripts. We want to write little vignettes uh to go with backstage Beatles. So we we decided <laughs> to come up with like solos. So we um we needed we I I think there's a George script that's been written, so we need a John script, a Paul script, and a oh, Ringo nice. script. So any ideas welcome. That's a good idea. On that one. I like it. Um, but it was it was a really great time. Like you said, it was it's just great to see people that you haven't seen too much of uh recently. Karaoke was real fun. My gosh. That was super fun. I was startled. I guess yeah. I shouldn't have been because these are theater people. But the voices. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way I'm going up to sing. Uh, Becca Holloway. But singing. B was very brave and went up and sang "Pop Life" and did a nice job. I, I uh, can sing a little bit. Unlike me, I would have gone up there and lost my voice after two lines, and would have been booed out of the theater. Please, I uh, given your the fact that the cast is uh, erecting a statue of you outside the theater. <laughs> um, I I doubt that that would have happened. All right. Good one. Good. I like that. Friendship. Mm-hmm. Always recommend it. Yep. All right. I'll roll quickly through my Rolling Stone top 500 albums of all time. I'm at album 139. This is where I go through the Rolling Stone, the 500 albums that Rolling Stone named the greatest of all time. We are up to the album that Rolling Stone thinks is the 139th greatest of all time. This is an album that we talked about on the podcast 
featuring Val and Oaken, <laughs> heavy metal and Sabbath experts. The album is called Paranoid, and the group is Black Sabbath. Uh, this album rules. It's got Paranoid, Iron Man, War Pigs, Fairies Wear Boots, uh, just to name a few. Nonstop jams. Absolutely belongs. Um, this is their second album. I still prefer their first album. Uh, also just, just called Black Sabbath. Hmm. Um, and I think it's better than Master of Reality. Um, but the first, this is one of the Sabbath first four out of the gate. Perfect records. Um, it's just crunching guitars. Ozzy in fine voice. Um, they're just, they're just completely, they're a complete, just force of nature, just kicking all the ass with these songs. And, um, I think it's ranked, I think 139 is too low because this is an album that helped to define an entire genre of music. That's not only is it awesome, but it's incredibly influential and it's, it's so influential that it basically start an entire music category. Um, that's my opinion on it. So I think mm -hmm. it should be higher. I listened to a lot of Sabbath the past few months because of our podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a really underrated album of theirs, Never Say Die. That is a great album. Agreed. I listened to that a bunch of times. I'm like, this is really good. Agreed. Just wanted to throw that in there. I agree. Uh, really, I mean, you just, you cannot go wrong with, you know, the album that I've been into is mob rules at Val's recommendation. Mm -hmm. So that's the second Sabbath album featuring Dio yeah, on lead vocals one. and really yep. good. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. So, uh, if you haven't checked out the black Sabbath pod, um, go to our webpage and look it up. I believe it's, uh, well, I'll get the episode number here in just a bit, but um, check it out. It's uh, Val and Oaken just telling you what the jams are. That's episode 192. 192. It's called We're Done Fucking Around on Jam Packs. <laughs> Tonight, we're talking some goddamn Black Sabbath. Please excuse my language, but Sabbath demands it. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so 138 is another album that we've talked about quite a bit. Um, the album is The Immaculate Collection by Madonna. I don't have a problem with this because Madonna is a singles act. Um, it's nonstop. These are just, you could, a lot of people, we, we've argued that you could just have this and you're 75% of all you need from Madonna. I don't know that I quite agree with that, but. No, because Ray of Light is a great album. Mm -hmm. But from top to bottom, this is this is it. This is everything. This is just this is all the hits uh, from start to and all the big hits are on here. And it's talk about if you ever wondered what um, you know, if you ever wondered you know what made her so popular, just look no further. Um, so. Um, now the next album, well, real quick, be 
Okay. And I have our podcast. This was actually a really popular one. Very. It's one of our most popular you know ones. when you want to hear insights into Madonna, you're going to come running to Jag Bags. We really... And don't you worry. It's episode 55. We are... Well, only when I'm dancing can I feel this free, the songs of Madonna. And again, like I said, very popular one. It's. I think don't it's our... Don't to give it a listen. I think it's our sixth most popular... Yeah, it is. Uh, podcast in Jagbag's history of the 200 plus podcasts we've done. Yeah, because we are, as Lena said, acknowledged global authorities <laughs> on the music of Madonna. So, the uh, the next album, by the way, while excellent, there's no way it's better than Madonna's The Immaculate Collection. Just, it's not. It's just, it's objectively not. And One of our listeners is going to yell at you about this. I'm ready. Our, um, audience members. And I, this is an album that I've listened to quite a bit. Um, uh, and the album is called 21 by Adele. Now I want to say that I've listened because Jesse is a gigantic fan of Adele. And this is a song I want to say maybe seventh or sixth grade. Um, especially after her uh, uh, boyfriend uh, uh, decided to, um, you know, that it was better that they go their separate ways because he was going to a different school. Uh, and she played this album at top volume on the way home. And I was like, this is a, this is a really excellent record. Um, and it's full of uh, set fire to the rain uh someone like you rolling in the deep that's my favorite song of hers someone like you mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a it's a tour de force um and it really just shows like emotion and um it shows depth and uh all the so she has like dance she can do dance songs but i think her strength lies in these types of kind of mid tempo shows off her range shows off her voice and shows off just the feeling she brings to a lot of these, to these songs. Um, so, but it's not better than the Immaculate Collection. It belongs in the top 500. I think it's too high. What, what say you on um, I, I don't think I've listened to it enough to have a super strong opinion on it, but I do, I do like some of the songs in there. Yeah, me you too. Know. And you can also say Madonna's is the greatest hits album. This is true. I would, I would not. I would lean more towards an actual album over a greater hits, greatest hits album. Would you consider this a better album than Ray of Light? I personally would. I again, I don't think I have a good enough opinion on Adele's this album. You know what I mean? I don't think I've given right. enough listens where I could say that. But I do love Ray of Light. Mm. Way to not take a stand on that. Really... <laughs> I'm just being honest, Pete. I'm not going to go, oh, yes. I know 21 backwards and forwards. Come on. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to our listeners, B. Diamond, Diamond listeners are shaking their heads again, except Morg. Morg is like, good, Len. Good. <laughs> Morg is gently patting his ball and chain and swinging it slightly. <laughs> Morgan Ron Ron. They both wept when you said uh, I recommend friendship. They both wept. Yeah, Ron Ron. Yeah. 
Ron Ron brought me a watch McCallit just now. He is. I think he was really touched. He is your friend. He it is was the last friend. one in the vending machine too, because I, I emptied the vending machines. I asked Alex to get a crystal light, and he walked out. He left, just walked outside. So I'm sure he went to get me uh, what I requested. I just, he just posted on Instagram. Memorial Day journey starts now. <laughs> Sure, he'll have my crystal light first before he goes on that. Yeah, sure. Uh, Okay, 136. The album is called Maggot Brain by Funkadelic. This is George Clinton's Eddie Hazel uh, collaboration. Um, This album rules. Absolutely rules. Uh, Big stoner classic. and Eddie Hazel uh, knew what the heck he was doing on the guitar. Um, I think this is still a little high, but not by much. This definitely belongs. This this definitely absolutely uh, belongs in the top 500. Maybe like high 180s or 190s. Are I'm you a, a George Clinton or Parliament Funkadelic expert? But when I listen to them, I'm always like, I should listen to this more. Yeah. I mean, you could do worse as far as getting introduced to them with Maggot Brain because mm-hmm. it's just now Maggot Brain is no doubt about it. It's weird. It's really <laughs> weird, but it's terrific. Just terrific because there's, a, I think the Rolling Stone review gets it right. There's also a lot of old school, just sort of, you know, traditional R&B kind of like features in this record is in, you know, the kind of anchor all the super weirdness. So it's, it is, it's definitely accessible, I think. Um, But uh, I think if you're really looking for a um, introduction to parliament, there is George Clinton and Funkadelic. There's a, there's a few greatest hits collections um, and you really can't go wrong with any of them really good um and my final album is another album that we're, we're now getting into pretty much albums by artists that we have chatted about on mm-hmm. jag bags i don't have the number of i have it i have it pulled up so i'm going to reference the podcast okay the well, album is name the album and then I'll, I'll reference the podcast the album is the joshua tree by you too so if you want to hear our take on YouTube, episode 111. Yep. And the title of that one is Len and Beave Try to Talk U2, but wind up chatting about top40weekly.com. That's partly a joke. We do talk yeah, I mean, about we really, I mean, we did talk about top40weekly.com. But there's plenty of U2 on it also. And, and plenty of Joshua Tree. Yeah. Um, so we've talked quite a bit about that. Um, where do you, do you feel that the Joshua Tree is an all-time top 100 album, top 50 album, or is 135 feel right to you? This feels right to me. Yeah, I think it's that's a good spot for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I I certainly would have put it outside of the two top 200, and top 150 seems fine too. Yeah, it yeah. seems fine. Well, yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Bono's like faxing me. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Beeve. <laughs> thanks so much, Bob Chris Gow. And, uh, 
Oh, we're going to get into Mr. Chris Cow soon. Here we go. All right. Well, that's that's me. That's it for me and Rolling Stone Top 500. Um, so uh, over to you, Len. A very we're having some good segues tonight. Yeah. This yeah. one we've both talked about because it's on the Rolling Stone Top 500. Ooh. And we're talking my 500 favorite albums now. Yep. We're this one is number 335. Len's personal collection. Ooh. This is the best. Proud Mary, the best of Ike and Tina Turner. Yes. It's a compilation album of their greatest hits. But I was doing some research today, and they didn't really have a lot of hits. They only had no. like five or six top 40 ones. And the only one that made the top 10 was their cover of Proud Mary. Right. Mainly a Creedence Clearwater Revival cover. Well, you're the finest girl I ever found in my life. I want to stick to you like white on white. So come on, baby, let's get it on. That, of <laughs> course, is baby, get it on. And I know I talked about this when I did my Rolling Stone Top 500 um, discussion of this album. An Acid Queen, River Deep Mountain High, Proud mm. Mary, of course. Nutbush City Limits, which was one of the songs theirs that hit top 40. I think that one was actually top 20. Jam. And I really liked their cover of Sly and the Family Stones, I Want to Take You Higher. But again, we've, we've talked about this a bunch of times, so that's all yeah. I'll say about that one. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a great one. If you're not familiar with the music of Ike and Tina, definitely pick yeah, it's a really good. I mean, You'll there's love it. 23 songs on it. This band is cooking. Yeah, so it's a good one. Talk about high energy. My next. <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of Bobby Criscow. So this is number 334. This is the Magnolia. Soundtrack. Oh, what has, what does Robert Criscow have to say about the Magnolia? <laughs> I will get to it shortly. Amazing. This came out in 1999 soundtrack to a movie. I love mm -hmm. you're sure there's a cure and you have finally found it. You think one drink will shrink you till you're underground and living down, but it's not going to stop. That's wise up. And that, if you haven't seen Magnolia, that's like a basically a sing along during the movie with all the characters. Okay. And I always was like, why did that one not get nominated for the Oscar? Because that's like the big mm -hmm. kind of emotional. Yeah, it's like the centerpiece of the. Of yes, the movie. that's the word I was looking for. The centerpiece of the movie. Yeah, but she didn't write it for Magnolia. She submitted it to Cameron Crowe mm. for Jerry Maguire, and he said he loved the song. But he said it just didn't fit what he wanted. Right for the end of Jerry Maguire. I don't know if they played the Springsteen song at the end of the movie. I know it's in in the movie, but anyways. But he said, "Oh, I was happy that." Paul Thomas Anderson found yeah. good use for it. Oh, I, was, I would say he did. That's why it didn't get nominated, but Save Me, which is also a great song, did. And lost to Phil Collins, You'll Be In My Heart. 
which <laughs> I like that song. I like I like "He'll Be in My Heart," but I know people are not happy with that. And by the way, it the looks cover like the... of Harry Nilsson's "One." Great. Driving sideways, momentum. The Amy Mann songs are incredible. Yeah. Just for that alone, you should have this album if you don't. And then they put two good Super Tramp songs from Breakfast in America, which is another album I've talked about before. And then there's like a dance song and then like an instrumental theme. But I love this album. I enjoyed putting it on the past couple of days. Um, and her music inspired Paul Thomas Anderson to write the movie. So wow. she's, this is about as much of a soundtrack as you could have because wow. she inspired him. One of her songs is the centerpiece of the movie and it just all revolves around, the, around uh, her lyrics. Right. So I love it. So, uh, oh, Bobby, Bobby Criscow, no. Bobby. And most critics love this album. Mm-hmm. He gave it one star. <laughs> he said, <laughs> Bob, come on, Bob. Mm-hmm. But he said it was um, Amy Mann's most flattering setting to date. That sounds like a good review. But it said one star. Hmm. Maybe he changed his mind like he did with a couple other ones. I'm going to write to Bob and just say, um, Bob, WTF, Bob, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, uh, the Magnolia soundtrack. Yeah. And it wasn't a big commercial hit. It hit number 58 on the charts. But again, I love it. You like a beaver. Do you know um, it? I, you know what? I have to say, I really don't. I really yeah. do not know the Magnolia soundtrack. I'm not as big a fan of the movie as others. I know I'm in the minority on that. And I think it was just it's because mixed. of the... I think it's mixed. I think if you like it, you love it. Right. You either just get into the all the the eccentricities of it, Mm-hmm. You got to be in it 100%, I think. Yeah. If you're not, you're going to have mixed feelings about it. It won't. Work. I was in it right away. I was like this this is fantastic. To me the problem was the ending. I just I I you know, I think you've got to stick the landing. I I I really do. I feel that was like my problem with the movie. I I love the whole thing. Yeah. Um Well, well let's move on to something I know awkward you... silence as <laughs> The two combatants size each other. The air of friendship has been deflated. <laughs> will be to... tested. The friendship yeah. will be tested time and again. Here we go. Okay. I know we both like this album. Number 333. Look at that. Three. Please. Jailbreak. Thin Lizzy. Come on. We need to do a Thin Lizzy podcast. I think we are doing one. We already did. We already did. Oh, we did that with Len. No, with Scott or with Oaken. Uh, Oaken. Beavis. Um, I'm I'm losing it. I'm losing. I'm, I'm I'm I'm. Oh boy. I'm fading fast. I'm gonna get have Ron Ron get you some ginseng 
tea. I need some I need some smelling salts. We did do a Thin Lizzy podcast quite a while ago with our good friend Oaken, yeah. but we did do it. I got Thin Lizzy uh, mixed up, uh, but uh, yes. And this is a great yeah. record, Jailbreak. That I am not. This gonna... came out in 1976. Jams. It was these few words I overheard and thought I would move in. But before I could, the lonely girl had fallen in love again. Oh, poor Romeo. James. That's uh, Romeo and the Lonely Girl. And I read that initially that was considered to be the first song released. And then people are like, mm. but I, I love that. I love that song. <laughs> they gave it the beef. They gave it the beef. Mm. Of course, Beef doesn't there's know a lot of pressure on Thin Lizzy for this one because they're basically like, you have to make an album that makes money or we're done with you. Mm. And luckily, this this did it for them. Jailbreak, Boys Are Back in Town, Cowboy Songs, good reviews, except, oh, and uh, Boys Are Back in Town was a pretty big hit. Number 12 big on the hit. charts. And well, they still play Jailbreak and Boys Are Back in Town on the radio, still. All the classic rock stations play both of those. Right. And again, <laughs> Chris Gow, who obviously pays off Wikipedia, uh, said, gave it a B minus, but said the lyrics were boring. But <laughs> <laughs> again, for the most part, pretty good reviews and hit number 18 on the U.S. charts. What's your favorite song in this beef? Jailbreak. Jailbreak? Bam. It's the opener. I mean, smart move. Um, that really is my favorite. And uh, although um, there, uh, I just want to, let's just pull it up to see. I mean, all the, the Romeo and the Lonely Girl, uh, Cowboy Song is a complete jam um and so is angel from the coast uh but uh this is we talk about this in all other albums uh on uh the podcast episode number 89 oh you found it called oh is that long ago wow. yeah january of 2022 wow and yeah, the, it, the and the name of the of the episode is Oaken tells you why every thin Lizzie cut is a complete certified jam. <laughs> so check that one out. We go into right. thin Lizzie in great detail. My next one is number three thirty-two. Vital signs by Survivor. You're damn right, Survivor. Total high school album. 1984 this came out broken oh. promises is it written in stone that we wind up alone beave whoa oh <laughs> broken promises and a heart that recalls when the promise was all that we had <laughs> that's broken promises which is like a deep cut off the album but huge hits on here i can't hold back jam high on you jam Search is over. Yeah. And did it. <laughs> Don't dismiss the heartbreaking, not even heartbreaking, actually heart affirming. Yep. The search is over. Now with last I find you. There you go, Leave. 
She was right by his side, Beave. Their destiny finally struck. Come on. Their you destinies. Have no, you have no heart, Beef. Their destinies are one. Exactly. Exactly. So with the wind and the man. Yes. Those, those three were all big hits. Yes. And I think, let's see. Search is over, number four on the charts. High on you, number eight. I can't hold back num number 13. They had another single called First Night, but that only hit like number 53. <laughs> another song you really like in this album is called Popular Girl. <laughs> She's a popular girl. <laughs> it's just super high school song. It came out at exactly the right time for me because it came out. You know, I <laughs> but I love it. I love it. No apologies for me. Absolutely. Takes and you back to another time. What's funny is this was their fifth album, and it did great. It hit number sixteen on the charts. It was platinum, but they they had switched her singer. And, right. And two years before that was Eye of the Tiger. Right. And they got just got monstrous, but they switched singers, and they this was probably their second best selling album, and. If you buy this nowadays, it's not on the one I have, but you also get the moment of truth Ooh. from the Karate Kid soundtrack as a bonus cut. Did you ever buy any of their follow-up albums, like their 86 effort, their follow-up to Vital Signs? No, yeah. because a lot of... <laughs> a lot of... I, I just keep thinking about this because I, as I go through my albums, I didn't have a lot of money. So if I wasn't sure, but I wanted the hits, I'd buy greatest hits. Right. And that album had three big hits on it. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to spend the little bit of money I have on that. Right. So, and nobody really talked about any of their albums after this. I think well, the next one had one hit. And then they had another Rocky song, Burning Heart. That Jam. was kind of a big hit. Jam. But after after that, that was that was pretty much it for Survivor. Yeah, they had two more. They followed up Vital Signs with a, an, a nineteen eighty six album called When Seconds Count. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't recognize any songs from this record. Survivor was not known for their subtlety. Then they followed up in uh, nineteen eighty eight. Too hot to sleep. <laughs> I laughed when I read that. So, I think that was too steamy for your casual. <laughs> I'm sure it. sophisticates like me and you would enjoy too hot to sleep. I also like that they also um, they they decided just to put out a greatest hits album, which they did, and called it Ultimate Survivor. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah. awesome. They should have called it. We're not known for hyperbole. <laughs> when but, yeah, you think I, of I Survivor, like this cannot get any more ultimate. I was listening to this today and I was like, yeah, popular girl. <laughs> All right. And to finish up. Endless uh, Summer. Endless Summer by Donna Summer. Donna, uh, this is the greatest hits. This is the greatest hits. 1994, baby, please, 
Baby, please, please don't take your love from me. Please don't, don't take your love away. I am yours forevermore, evermore, till eternity, till eternity. Come on, Len and Beav uh, <laughs> sing Heaven Knows much better than Donna Summer and What's-Her-Face. No, it was Donna Summer and a guy from Brooklyn Dreams. Come on, Beav, don't you know you're Donna Summer? I don't. That's my favorite song of hers. And... <laughs> <laughs> Darby just <laughs> Darby is no longer allowing me to be your father after that scene. <laughs> I don't understand. But yeah, heaven knows is my favorite. Love the love you baby. I feel love. Last dance. Last dance is close. Last dance is probably my second favorite. That's a great song. Last dance rules. Arthur Park. Yep. And her her final single, I think, is really good. This time I know it's for real. Do you know that song? Yep, that's a great song. I mean, Donna Summer could sing. She was a great singer. She had. Uh, what about uh, Sunset People? I always liked that song. Is that on? Uh, I don't is think that on Sunset Endless People Summer because I don't think that was a big hit or anything. But there's 18 songs in here. What's interesting? So I, for those of you who don't know, each week. I add five albums to my Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Most of my 500 favorite albums. Like there won't ever be any Neil Young in there because he's not on Spotify anymore. But we'll be talking Neil Young albums for sure. And Nick Gilder, for some reason, almost all of his songs aren't on there. But this Donna Summer album, so when Endless Summer came out, they put two new songs on here. One called Melody of Love. Mm-hmm. And one called Any Way at All. And those aren't on Spotify for some reason. I'm looking for Endless Summer on Apple Music and I don't see it. Yeah, it's, it's, I just had to pick the songs not on this. This is not on, but I can pick the other 16 songs because they're on there. Yeah, for some, I mean, there must be something going on with the rights for this, which yeah, is because- weird though, because it's still Donna Summer song. I don't know what the problem is. They've got uh, this weird, it's called Summer, the Original Hits. And that's got Love to Love You, Baby. Uh, I Remember Yesterday. Um, but then some weird cuts here, too. Yeah, yeah. this one's got pretty much what you need. Yeah, it's Besides got the ones knows. I mentioned, it's got Hot Stuff, Bad Girls. Hot Stuff. Dim All the Lights, No More Tears on the, on the Radio. Dim all the she lights. Hard awesome. for the money. Every every big hit is on here. No more tears. That's the one with Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's all. That's the major hits. Oh yeah, all the major hits are on this one. If you want the essential Donna Summer, get Endless Summer. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I almost forgot. Chris Gow gave it an A. Ooh, then you know it's good. Yeah. So then you know it, if if that has the uh Christgau seal of quality. <laughs> I am <laughs> then it's worth your time. I am giving Ron Ron a project though, and he is going to investigate why Christgau is always quoted on Wikipedia. Is it a scandal? We're gonna find out. Okay. 
Is there some payola going on? We're going to find out. Ron, if anyone can get to the bottom of this. Ron, Ron will get the answers. Question. And if he needs to get somewhere and is blocked by anyone, I have advised Morg to go with him. Well, you really have the dream team of Ron, Ron, Morg, (laughs) and Franklin Sampson. This is, I would call this formidable. We don't mess around, Beef. I have Alex. That's who I have. I, that would I would not call that formidable. Anyway, and on that note, Memorial Day is for surfing. That's his latest post. <laughs> Good luck with Alex Beef. Uh, thank you. Uh, we uh, want to thank everyone. Oh, wait, we're done. We're done anymore. Yeah, we're done. Yep. It's been a, a thorough recap podcast. Very thorough recap. We want to thank everyone for listening. As I've said, we are on uh, available on anywhere most fine podcasts are found. Please subscribe to us. Please write us a review. Make it hashtag Jagbags. Check out all the episodes that we referenced in tonight's recap episode. Go back and listen to them for knowledge and self. You too, Thin Lizzy, Madonna, so many Black Sabbath, all of it. Black Sabbath, all of it. Yep. Check us out. Uh, we're also on social media. So check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Drop us a line. Uh, tell us if there's a topic you want us to cover. I, I have a topic. We're going to have to do a analysis of the song Popular Girl by Survivor. I think that would be a good one. <laughs> I think we need to do a whole. <laughs> hey, if we're doing a 38 special uh, episode, we can do a Survivor episode. For sure. Uh, uh, we just came up with a great. Uh, we, we just came up with our uh, ticket to the millions uh survivor (laughs) podcast uh thanks for listening when you're ready to listen put a little jag bags in your ear